ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नो एवतत 
ദാസ്യം അതിഗംഭീര വയസ്സഹ കാലസ്യ മന്വന്തര പരിവർത്തം കീയല്ലോകത്രയവിധം Alas, how pitiable it is for Indra, the king of heaven, that although he is very learned and powerful, and although he chose Brahaspati as his prime minister to instruct him, he is completely ignorant concerning spiritual advancement. Brahaspati is also unintelligent because he did not properly instruct his disciple Indra. Lord Mahamadev was standing here. at Indra's door but King Indra instead of begging him for an opportunity to render transcendental self-loving service engaged him in asking me for arms to gain the three worlds for his sense gratification. Sovereignty over the three worlds is very insignificant because whatever material opulence one may possess last only for an age of money which is but a tiny fraction of endless time purport by his devendra sesi bhaktivedanta swami shila prabha shila prabha ki jai bari maharaj was so powerful that he fought with indra and took possession of the three worlds indra was certainly very advanced in knowledge but instead of asking mahamadev for engagement in his service he used the lord to beg for material possessions that would be finished at the end of one age of manu an age of manu which is the duration of manu's life is calculated to last 72 yugas one yuga consists of 4300000 years and therefore the duration of manu's life is 309600000 years the demigods possess their material opulence only until the end of the life of manu time is insurmountable the time one is allotted even if it is the millions of years is quickly gone the demigods own their material possessions only within the limits of time therefore bali maharaj lamented that although indra was very learned he did not know how to use intelligence properly for instead of asking pamaradev allow him to engage in his service indra used him to beg bali maharaj for material wealth although indra was learned and his prime minister brahaspati was also learned neither of them begged to be able to render loving service to lord vamandev therefore bali maharaj lamented for indra ohyatevrantasya jnananjana sadakaya chakshurunmilitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya anubhishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam rupakadamakyam dadati swapadantikam വന്ദേഹം ശ്രീഗുരോ ശ്രീയുതാപദകമലം ശ്രീഗുരൂൻ വൈഷ്ണവാംശ്ചൂപം സാഗ്രജാതം സഹഗണരഘുനാധാന്യുതം തന്ത്രജീവം സദ്വൈതം സവൃതം 
ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ದೇವ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದ ಸಹಗಣ ಲಲಿತ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಖೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾಸಿಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಇನ್ ಬಲಿ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಫಾಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ 
which is described in the 8th canto. We can see that Vamanadev appears in front of Bali Maharaj asking for charity. So Vamanadev as a dwarf Brahmana boy, as a Brahmachari, walks into the assembly of Bali Maharaj who was always engaged in performing sacrifices. Why was he performing sacrifices? Because he was intelligent that upon usurping the kingdom of Indra, the heavenly planets, he knew that to maintain the heavenly planet, to maintain the sovereignty over the heavenly planets, he needs piety. So with strength one can get the heavenly planet, but to maintain that one needs piety. And for that he has to perform sacrifices. So as soon as he got the kingdom, he engaged Brahmanas in performing different sacrifices. So he has sufficient piety to rule over the heavenly kingdom. So we can see the intelligence of Bali Maharaj. So he was not foolish. He knew the importance of piety. And then that point, so it is a sacrificial arena where Vamanadev is coming in and Bali Maharaj as a perfect king, he invited Vamanadev and offered him a sweet seat and offered him sweet words and washed his feet with which is uh, the great opportunity to wash the feet of Vamanadev directly you know, we have Vamanadev here as our Pradhanachila as Salagran Trivikrama uh, of the Salagran leftmost on the top that is Trivikramachila, Vamanadev so bathing Vamanadev is very special hmm? because he himself brought the Ganges. Padanatha Nira Janita Jana Pavana. So Javade Goswami said Padanatha Nira Janita Jana Pavana. So Padanatha Nira, it is Padanatha, with his tone he created a epoch, the entire universe, the universal covering, we will discuss that. And then the water started flowing from the Viraja ocean and came as the Ganges, we flew through the heavenly planets and finally came upon the earthly planet. So it's very special and that feet Bali Maharaj washed and he received with great devotion. The reason is Bali Maharaj followed in footsteps of other Mahajans because he understood, look, Lord Shiva and Brahma and other demigods and other great Mahajans, they do worship the feet of the Lord. So I had to worship the feet of the Lord. In that way he worshipped the feet of the Lord and offered some sweet words in that they received Vamanade and then asked what do you want? Say I can see that you have come as a Brahmachari, he is a Vedic Brahmachari. Vedic Brahmachari means he has generally Vedic Brahmachari has matted hair, has tea bark as the dress and has danda in the hand and nail is never cut, it's not shaven. So you can understand this is the <laughs> This is the form of Vedic Brahmachari. So it's a complete different scene. So, Vamanadha, it was slightly different. Not that talking about the general Vedic Brahmachari. He, he was just born. He was not at the age of you know, growing beard and hair and everything. He was just a young boy, dwarf Brahman boy. And interestingly enough, he just appeared as a boy and immediately he appeared as a baby, immediately grew as a dwarf Brahman boy, and that's it. And he, he received all the gifts from all the demigods and everyone and the Lord started walking to Bali Maharaj. So he was straight on to his mission. So in that way Bali Maharaj received him. And then 
Vamilde was also very cunning because mm-hmm. upon re- getting to the assembly of Bali Maharaj, he started glorifying the lineage of Bali Maharaj. He started telling, look, all your ancestors were very charitable by nature. They never disregarded any request of charity. He gave the example and on top of that, your grandfather is none other than Lagmaraj. So in that way, you are from an exalted family and you will never deny charity. So in that first he connected to the charitable nature and also mentioned his connection to Pralag Maharaj because the Lord can never forget Pralag Maharaj. And then uh, he started even talking about Hiranyaksha and Hiranyasubhu. It's interesting. The Lord started mentioning about Hiranyaksha and Hiranyasubhu. He said, Hiranyaksha had such an anger to me and fought with me and he gave me a good fight. He got killed but he gave me a good fight. So, Interestingly, okay, all ancestors are being mentioned. And as far as the Hirani Kashibu, he maintained the enmity towards me till his death. So, mentioned grandfather, great-grandfather, everything is mentioned. So, Mahamadev is really relating to Bali Maharaj. And then he said, even the charitable nature of Prala, sorry, Bali Maharaj's father, Virochana, the son of Prala. He said, even Virochana was worshipper of brahmanas and indeed he gave charity to brahmanas and after that he said what do i need i need only three steps of land <laughs> three steps so after hearing this Maharaj said your your intelligence is not sufficiently developed so here see this is a contrast that time Maharaj is telling your intelligence is not sufficiently developed and that's why you are just asking for three steps of land, you are inexperienced in life. You are like a kid. Can, do you think kids can ask for 10 million dollars if you go to a trillionaire or a billionaire? No, you cannot. It's, it doesn't know. Similarly, you are inexperienced about life. I can give you an entire Dvipa. What Dvipa? We just covered Dvipa. So Dvipa is not like you know Australia or New Zealand. Not like that kind of Dvipa. It's not even you know Jambu Dvipa. Seven, you know. Uh, we covered all these dvipas, Satya dvipas, seven islands. So you can imagine how big is these dvipas, these islands. Earth, earthly planet is only one of the varshas, nine varshas are in Jambu dvipa. In one of the varshas, we are in the Bhukhanda. So the whole earthly planet is so insignificant compared to one varsha. And so many varshas together make one island. And I can give you a dvipa, no problem. An island I can give you. I can give you wealth. But why are you asking for three steps? And here, Vamanadev gives a very interesting answer and that is very instructive. So he says that even one may be, one may possess the entire world or entire opulences, but if one's senses are not controlled, that is not going to satisfy one. This is a very, very powerful point. So he, Vamandev is directly criticizing Bali Maharaj. So you, you are now possessing the entire kingdom, but still you are never satisfied. You can never be satisfied by material opulence. And he, he gave the example, even Prithu and Gaya, they achieved proprietorship over all the seven dvipas. Still, they were not really satisfied with that. 
they had to worship the supreme lord for satisfaction so in that way he quotes the predecessor examples to show that this is not going to satisfy us so this is a very instructive point for all of us so as devotees we also have to understand this point so it's not only for balivara it's for us also because greed can come all the time in any ashram in any situation don't think it is only for grihastas the grihastas can be more prone because uh, one has to deal with money and possessions but greed can come for for anyone at any point it can be for space it can be for possessions so brahmachari satur you check your things every 6 months check your cupboard check your possessions and if you haven't used long enough then either give away or throw away <laughs> so this is how we see over collection is a problem even for brahmacharis how many jackets we have how many things we have we have one more one more over collection is a problem so we have to be very careful so this is something which is the nature of the uncontrolled senses over collection and then vamanadev makes another very important point that is the essential happiness principle he said whatever one has achieved as a result of one's previous karma one has to be satisfied with that very important point and one cannot get more than that and if one desire more than that one will be derailed in one's spiritual life and even in the basic sense of happiness so he says a brahmana who is satisfied with whatever is providentially obtained is increasingly enlightened with spiritual power but the spiritual potency of a dissatisfied brahmana decreases as fire diminishes in potency when water is sprinkled upon it <laughs> nice point so for brahmana we are trying to be brahmana that devotee so for us you need to see that satisfaction is very important so dissatisfaction is the nature of material consciousness in our life if we feel dissatisfied we have to understand that is the nature of material consciousness so hearing all this who is next to bali maharaj his spiritual master shukracharya shukracharya is omniscient he can understand things he is not ordinary he is very powerful seeing the situation he could see what's going to happen in the future and so he said look this boy brahmachari is not just a brahmachari but he is vishnu himself he is the son of diti aditi and kashyapa and he has come in the form of brahmachari and if you give in charity you are going to give distress to the entire demons he said he is going to take away everything from you and he is going to give everything to indra clear everything is step by step he is telling then he said if you lose everything where are you going to live see this verse he has put in the cave mountain cave tied with the rope of varuna and he was bereft of everything same thing he is telling where are you going to live you don't have any possessions you how will you survive and then he asked you if you give three two steps or three steps first he is going to take two steps and after that where are you going to give your third step see shukadev is very intelligent he understood what's going to happen and he said if you give charity you go to hell he has incurs said if you give charity you will go to hell step by step he said 
then shukracharya started giving logical reasons why he shouldn't give charity quoting shastra he said very important point he said if one's charity according to dharma shastra if one's charity is going to endanger one's livelihood then there is no need to give that charity so you can see it going to affect his livelihood so shouldn't give charity so here shukracharya was worried about his own remuneration because balimaraj become the rest of money then shukracharya will not get any dakshana no donation so how is he going to do so indirectly he is telling how will i live and then he says look you haven't charged om before giving the promise you said i will give charity but you didn't check om before that since you didn't check om then you don't need to follow that okay so it will be very difficult if you give a word and if you have first check whether the om is chanted since you didn't check om and he quotes the shastra also that is very interesting that okay according to shastra bahuvraja shruti he called the shastra according to bahuvraja shruti if you didn't check om before giving a promise you don't need to follow that so he was covered in all directions given the plan of the future and now according to shastra how he should give charity to vamana dev so he said it is therefore safe to say no hmm. so and then finally he concludes according to shastra there are different conditions in which you can lie okay in flattering a woman to bring her under control so this is not very spiritual <laughs> instructions okay second in joking okay third in a marriage ceremony in india all that happen okay we have such and such well we will give you this we will give you that and suddenly end up with nothing so in marriage ceremony or you tell the qualities of the bride or the groom which they don't have and somehow or other the marriage is fixed and then later we will deal with that later so shastrik evidence is given for everything <laughs> and then in any month livelihood if you are a businessman you have to like this is the best product over himself right in the bhagavad gita purport and for you i am giving you only cost price for you i am not taking any profit this is a pure lie so for that no problem and when one's life is in danger important point one's life is in danger one can lie in protecting cows and brahmanical culture we can lie hmm? these are good points sir that we have to understand <laughs> and in protecting a person from an enemy's hand okay so like that so there are conditions in which we can lie so shukracharya enumerates one after another but balimaraj thinks and he is a devotee so he he actually understand if i fail to honor a promise that i have given to a brahmachari that is the greatest sin so i should never dishonor or lie to a brahmachari so that is the first thing he considers second if someone is lying even mother earth cannot tolerate so we know we know that that's the last limb of dharma that is truthfulness if one lies even mother earth cannot tolerate and he said doing this i will go to hell just by lying and so even this boy is vamanadev is lord vishnu himself but it doesn't really matter i will give him in charity let everything go doesn't matter i will give in charity so and he also he considered that the great devotees have given in charity and considering their example considering the example of different mahajans i will definitely uh, 
given charity and so for that he wanted to do achievement for the lord and uh, vindhyavali his wife his wife is very intelligent vindhyavali is very intelligent she she comes and she will bring golden pot of water to wash feet wash the feet of the lord and ready to give charity so that time shukracharya curses that you will go to hell because you didn't obey my orders so you will go to hell <laughs> so he got the curse also in this point so we had to understand that there will be always many shukracharyas in our life when we are taking up krishna consciousness in different stages of our life there will be many people who are going to dissuade us from our progress and we had to be mindful about it so bali maharaj example is we cannot depend on we cannot depend on non devotees advice or association in our spiritual progress or taking up the process one will like to deny that one will like to reject that as our bali maharaj did and also shukracharya naturally represents a false guru many people say we already have a family guru so many people when they take up to krishna consciousness especially from india they say no, we already have a guru then we need to give them the understanding that are they really krishna conscious gurus i have already taken diksha so can i get again can i take again diksha initiation the point is yes because if they are not a guru from a bona fide vaishnava sampradaya then that initiation in itself is not bona fide so one can reject that and one can take the real initiation on the other side if one has been already initiated in a vaishnava sampradaya then one shouldn't take again reinitiation from another vaishnava sampradaya that is not accepted so it is very important point because we are respecting all vaishnava sampradayas even prabhupad didn't do that um, i remember the, the maharaj who departed uh, krishnadas maharaj when he met chila prabhupad in london he, he was already initiated by a madhva guru from madhva sampradaya bona fide sampradaya because we are also in one coming from the madhva line so prabhu said okay i will not reinitiate you but i can give you sanyas because it is proper to give sanyas but not reinitiation prabhu didn't do that so it's very important to understand even even before acharyas like baladevidya bhushan baladevidya bhushan was already a sanyasi and he was a madhva sanyasi and very very greatly learned person and when he was in jagannathpuri he came to know about the teachings of lord chaitanya and then he started thinking this teachings can never be found anywhere else and the ecstasies which are demonstrated by lord chaitanya and his followers are unparalleled and how can i get it he was thinking like that and uh, later he was instructed by a disciple of rasikananda prabhu when he was thinking like that then he came to the conclusion that we are actually in the same line because we are all coming in the madhva line so there is no nothing wrong in accepting shiksha so he did accept shiksha but not reinitiation so this is a very important point that we had to understand when it comes to initiation and then now coming to the point at the same time we had to be very careful about materialistic association and materialistic uh, guides who can influence us in a very bad fashion they will tell look our 
you are going through some such and such trouble because you are a devotee so gukhyam akhyad prichati as given in nectar of instruction revealing one's mind and taking asking questions and taking instruction this process is restricted only among devotees one should never reveal one's heart to non devotees this is a very important point especially if one is going through difficulties one should never reveal one's heart to non devotees because as soon as you are revealing your heart you are opening up the door is open then you are in a position to accept and being getting influenced by material consciousness so one has to be very careful who we are taking guidance from and to extend it further as devotees we had to be very careful who we take guidance from uh, in a very uh, uh, not in a broader perspective but in a very specific way the reason is we cannot just take guidance from any devotees so if you want to take guidance we need a relation okay one can get generally one can get instruction from any devotee but at the same time when we are revealing the heart and when we are taking upon us important instructions then it is very important that we take guidance from a devotee who knows us very important there are some sometimes there are tendencies some devotees don't want to take guidance from local devotees or even sanyasis or who are regularly visiting who you have the relationship some devotees think such and such problems i don't want to reveal to anyone here rather i will reveal to a visiting devotee can be a guru can be a senior devotee may not be a very senior devotee a visiting person and wants to take guidance and that meeting will be for the first time so one has to be very careful the reason is if you want to take very close intimate instructions then the person who is giving us the instruction should know us full otherwise it's very difficult is a practical experience so that's why important decisions we had to we had to get from someone who knows who who can actually understand us fully that that become very important very powerful otherwise it may not work out very well that also if you are giving some instructions to someone we need to know them quite well then we can give proper instructions of course anyone can give instruction to some degree but to be very effective we need to know the person this is very important so here uh, we can learn how to take instruction and how not to take instructions of course this episode passed now balimaraj got cursed and the lord became trivikrama three vikrama three great steps his body became huge and first two steps he covered the entire world so that's where when the second step he raised to the sky it pierced it covered all the upper planetary systems and then finally pierced the the universal covering and that's that's where the ganges water started flowing padanakanira janita janapavana janapavana that is purifying this water and now and thus whatever shukrajari at all came true jhalayasi vikramane balimadbhudavamana he came actually chalayasi chalayasi means you cheated <laughs> vikramane you cheated who vamana dev cheated balimaraj adbhudavamana wonderful vamana form 
പതനീഴ ജനത ജനപാവന കേശവ ധൃത വാമന രൂപ ജയ ജഗതീശ ഹരെ ബൈ ജനപാവനോട് <laughs> So that he said, okay, you can place your feet on my head. So in that way, Bali Maharaj completely surrendered. But at the same time, he couldn't actually give the land, you know, the three steps. He couldn't give the land. He gave himself, but he couldn't give the land. And so the Lord, what did the Lord do? He said, okay, I'm going to arrest you. I'm going to punish you. So he punished. He got the Varuna came with his pasha, his throat. he was tied and what is mentioned here thus only his body was left but the lord was still not satisfied he arrested balimaraj bound him with the ropes of varuna and threw him in a cave in a mountain think about it <laughs> balimaraj was thrown in a mountain cave <laughs> nevertheless all the all his property was taken and he was thrown into a cave bali maharaj was such a great devotee that he spoke as follows so he is telling look indra you got the opportunity to serve the lord feet of the lord but you didn't do that he realized rather you asked for material opulence you sent the supreme lord as a beggar to me to get the entire world in charity this is foolishness and not only you are foolish but even brahmadri is also foolish even though he is considered the most intelligent brahmadri considered the most intelligent since he did instruct indra in devotional service so he also didn't work on that platform on the platform of intelligence so here balimara is really making the point and he is telling he is elaborating this point see the demigods are changed in every manvantara so here full calculation is also given every manvantara the demigods are changing probably you the calculation so one manvantara is 309 million 600000 years so this is one manvantara so hum think about it after this this is beyond our imagination so when it comes to million years just forget it whether it is 1 million 300 million 1 billion it's all the same even 1000 is also maybe 1000 okay we can say the history so but after something it's all the same for us we cannot even fathom what it is now it is said even that period is insignificant it is tiny this is the point balimara is speaking because he had the opportunity and he is still living in sutala he is still living in sutala and he is telling that is insignificant so he is speaking from the realized platform and i will read few verses after this is very interesting so i thought there are wonderful instructive verses at the end of this pastime and some of those i really like so i thought i will read few of them to show how everyone is thinking after this incident okay now according to this verse bali maharaj is arrested and then he speaks still indra you are a fool you haven't done the proper thing by not serving the lord of course we see this is a pastime after this past time what will happen to vamana dev of course vamana dev will go to 
Sutalaga will discuss that. But not only that, Vamanagar is also present in another planet where he is there with Indra and Upendra. So it's not that Indra has lost Vamanagar completely. So you can see the transcendental aspect. Even though Balimaraj is speaking this, yes, indeed, Indra didn't act on the pure devotional platform in one sense, but at the same time, Indra still has the opportunity to serve the Lord. And indeed, he serves Vamanadev as Upendra. So every planet has a worshipable deity. And in uh, Indraloka, the worshipable deity is Upendra. That is Vamanadev. So after expanding himself, he goes to the Indraloka, heavenly planet, he sits there. Okay, now you can worship him. So in that way, so everyone is protected. You can see the, uh, see the affection of the Lord. So in this uh, past time when I was looking, I was saying how Balimaraj is making this point because he got such a personal affection of the Lord. We'll come to that. He got such a personal affection and love of the Lord. And from that platform, he can see how insignificant is material opulences. We'll come to that. So Balimaraj is arrested. Then who comes? Prahlad Maharaj arrives there. Prahlad Maharaj is Balimaraj's grandfather. Who had already warned Bali Maharaj, you are getting too much puffed up. You had to do something about it. So Bali Maharaj, sorry, Vaman, sorry, Pralad Maharaj instructs at this point when Bali is bound and in front of everyone. At that point, Pralad Maharaj instructs Bali Maharaj in very wonderful words. Yayahi vidwan abhimohya teta satako vichishto gadimatmano param tasmai namaste. This verse is interesting because for me in Melbourne Temple, this is the first verse that I heard in a Bhagavad class. <laughs> so I came and I sat here. One day I just came here to hear a Bhagavad class. And this is the first verse that I heard. Yayahi vidwan api mukhyate yata syakko vichishto ganimatmanam yata Tasmai Namaste Jagadishirayavai Narayanayate Akhilalokasa Sakshine. So, I think that uh, Shwedandi Prabhu was giving a Bhagavan class. Some of you may know. He was here at one point as a Brahmachari, then he got married, and he is in uh, Muralambadha, Byron Bay, somewhere there in Queensland. So, he was giving the class, and when I heard this verse, I was very impressed. <laughs> very impressed with this verse. <laughs> so, I will read the translation. Material opulence is so bewildering that it makes even a learned, self-controlled man forget to search for the goal of self-realization. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan, the Lord of the Universe, can see everything by His will. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisances unto Him. Uh, when I heard this verse, I was thinking, look, this is an amazing verse. Actually, indeed, I memorized that verse. Pretty much that day itself, I memorized that verse. Because <laughs> I was very impressed. You know, material opulence is so bewildering that it makes even a learned, self-controlled man forget to search for the goal of self-realization. It can derail. So we will discuss about this point based on the upcoming instructive verses from other great personalities, including the Supreme Lord. Then let's hear from Vindhyavati, because she is the most intelligent lady. Sometimes wives are more intelligent than the husbands. And husband can go astray, but wife will tell him to do this. 
So wife has the right to chastise the husband. That's the duty of the wife. If husband is not devotionally going okay, it's the duty of the wife to correct and bring back. <laughs> Vedic system is husband should follow guru. In that way, if, if the husband is completely under the shelter of the guru, then husband is considered guru, then wife should follow the husband because pati guru. But if it will happen, not all the time, but if husband can go low in devotional service, then it is the duty of the wife to bring him back <laughs> to devotional service. And many times we see in India in preaching, first the wife becomes the devotee. So I have seen many preaching centers, they say only women are coming for the programs. And first they become devotees and slowly they grab their husband. So this is an effective way of preaching. <laughs> so here, Vindhyavali is like that. Vindhyavali is very intelligent. And she is telling in front of her husband, Oh my Lord, you have created the entire universe for the enjoyment of your personal pastimes. Okay, still linked to Vamanadeva. But foolish, unintelligent men have claimed proprietorship for material enjoyment. <laughs> very clear, evident in front of her husband and the Supreme Lord. Very bold. Certainly they are shameless agnostics. Okay, you are getting heavy. Falsely claiming proprietorship, they think they can give charity and enjoy. Very well, I was trying to do that actually. Trying to create piety by charity and sacrifices. And in that way, I can enjoy materially. In such a condition, what good can they do for you? Who are the independent creator, maintainer and annihilator of this universe? Such a potent instruction from Vindhyavali. Amazing. And then let's hear from Brahma. Brahma is also very interesting. He said, O Vilvesha and master of all living entities, O worshipable deity of all the demigods, O all-pervading personality of Godhead, now this man has been sufficiently punished. So this has become an interplanetary affair. Not here, not on the earth. The heaven things are happening and Brahma, everyone is there. All the demigods are present and the Supreme Lord is present. Brahma is telling, enough of punishing him. See, tied, put him here the cave for you have taken everything you have first of all you have taken everything this verse says here you know, he adopted the trick of begging from him and took away all the three words thus only his body was left but the lord was still not satisfied then he bound him with Vairanapasha said enough now you can release him he does not deserve to be punished more so who is Brahma? Brahma is grandfather so grandfather is you know, compassionate enough punishing. Now Supreme Lord, you can just literally sing. So he's showing the compassion. His grandfather is very compassionate. One story comes to my mind. You might have heard this. Very nice story. I read long back. Memory of a Provost disciple. A very, very amazing point he made. That uh, one day uh, he wanted to offer a particular kind of it was wheat grass wheat halwa wheat halwa so he wanted to offer that to Shila Prabhupada so he put, took the effort of getting that and it's not the normal one not suji halwa he pre specially prepared for him and then he offered to Prabhupada 
and the world didn't even touch did he take one step or he didn't even take he didn't know what is this i don't want and then he was so remorseful and he was feeling so bad i offered with love to my spiritual master he didn't even accept he was very remorseful and he started speaking praying to bhagavad gita to that lady that is his param guru his grandfather in that sense so please you know what can i do i want speech, uh, to please my spiritual master but i am unable to do that immediately prabhupad told him bring that halwa and prabhupad took he finished the whole bowl and whatever he cooked he finished the whole thing so his realization was if i pray to my param guru my spiritual master grandfather he is so merciful like in the brahma is merciful, merciful even more merciful than my spiritual master my father generally it happens in our life materially grandfather is more merciful more compassionate than the father apparently so he was making the point and then he made a very profound point this is a proverb i forgot his name he made a very profound point that now the current generation is uh, grand disciples of shila prabhupada so we are praying to our grandfather param guru so how much merciful is he going to be to his grand disciples because he is so <laughs> merciful to his own disciples so for his grand disciples he will propose mentioning he will be even more merciful so like that he was making the point so it is very interesting so we can definitely pray to shila prabhupada for his mercy now after this vamadev himself speaks he he makes very good point very instructive I'll, and how to deal with opponents and how to see things very clearly to start with my dear lord brahma because of material opponents a foolish person becomes dull witted and mad and he has no respect for anyone within the three worlds and defies even my authority clear to such a person i show special favor by first taking away all his possessions so the lord is merciful he can take away everything if he is showing special mercy like balbali maharaj he gave the special mercy while rotating the cycle of birth and death and again and again in different species because of his own fruitive activities the dependent living entity by good fortune may happen to become a human being this human birth is very rarely obtained so here the lord is specifically instructing to all of us the importance of human birth now here this, this is good if a human being is born in an aristocratic family or a higher status of life if he performs wonderful activities if he is youthful if he has personal beauty a good education and good health and if he is nonetheless not proud of his opulences it is to be understood that he is specially favored by the supreme personality of god so this is very important point that if a devotee this point comes in the seventh canto also in the purport that if a devotee has material opulences which can be obstacles to devotion service janmaishreshtasiddhi even it can be an obstacle to devotion service but if a devotee uses that in krishna service then it has to be considered as a favor done by the lord a devotee shouldn't be envious of such devotee who are having material opulences this is a very important instructive points to us because there can be devotees and there are devotees who are opulent they can have 
great wealth possessions beauty they may have all good qualities they may have power fame and other devotees shouldn't become envious of their possessions and i have seen again and again we can see i am not going to name you know one very <laughs> in this country a very popular speaker extremely popular worldwide kind of in a motivational direction and there are people who are so envious and there are so people so envious that put up on uh, internet so many videos against that against such a preaching activity so we can see one is famous if it is used in krishna service and if such a person is not proud then one should one should feel envious this is a pure envy actually one should try to pull such a person down and will do that and it's only because of envy so the lord is telling no one should do that because for a pure devotee material opulence will not affect and even if one is not a pure devotee one can still use one's abilities and opulences in krishna service and if we see that we had to clearly see that that is a favor done by the lord so that is not my proposal right to the seventh kind of purport in the beginning verse of prahlad maharaj says that such opulences are not my if a devotee is utilizing material opulences in krishna service that is not my but that is a gift of krishna so our life should be such that we are all gifted by krishna in different ways we are all you all have gifts so we have to use those gifts in krishna service so first don't neglect those gifts because we have that second uh, we shouldn't uh, just not use it completely but we should use it in krishna service in the most proper way according to the guidance of the devotees and then the lord showed him greatest affection that you will ever be protected in the sutala planet by my sudarshan chakra and i will be near you and you can see me all the time so bali maharaj great keeper is now vamanadev so bali maharaj has the the direct experience of love of the lord see where is material opulence of even on a material on a, just on a material scale let's think we can have some material possessions you know small thing this or that but if somebody is showing us love and affection one is very easily moved by love and affection in comparison to just material opulences if somebody is giving material opulences without any affection will it be any good not really when i get it will you feel something for that person not really but the love and affection takes a higher road and now this is on a material platform but belimara is experiencing this on the supreme most platform and that's why telling what have you done he's asking indra what have you done by not asking mercy of service unto the lord's lotus feet so he's experiencing such an affection they just mentioned that the lord is standing as a great keeper and there are four gates to the sutala planet and he and he is he vamadev wants to be there whenever his belly is coming out through the gate he wants to be there who vamadev to show his affinity here and vamadev doesn't know which gate he is coming so he is looking in a which gate he is coming i want to be there when belly maharaj is coming so this is a real bhakta vatsalya love for his own devotee so this is a potency of pure devotional service bhakti vashikarvati ki sri krishna agashmi mata 
Next one, devotion. Bhakti Rasamrathindu, one of the qualities of the pure devotion. Service is mentioned. Uh, what is that? Shri Krishna Kastani Mata. Krittva Harim Prema Bhajam Priya Varga Samanitam. Krittva Harim Prema Bhajam. The pure devotion service makes Krishna Prema Bhajam. Means one who is addicted to love. So, Krittva Harim Prema Bhajam Priya Varga Samanitam. And not only Krishna. Krishna along with all the devotees will want to give audience and give mercy to such a devotee. So, that's when Krittva Harim Prema Bhajam Priya Varga Samanitam. Whenever there is Lord, all the devotees are, are also there. Bhaktir Vashi Karyoti Sri Krishna Dasmi Mata. So Bhakti is Vashi Karyoti, attracts Lord and all his devotees. So that is the power of pure devotional service. And that is demonstrated by Bali Maharaj in his Atma Nivedana, complete surrender. So in the Angasa Bhakti, that is the final process which is Atma Nivedana, not caring for oneself. So one has being completely sold out to the Lord. That's it. And then finally, I will uh, recite one verse for our meditation and I will conclude, which comes in the next chapter after this. The demigods regain the heavenly planets. And then there is a very nice verse by Shukracharya. Because Shukracharya also gets some realization. And this is a famous verse. Mantratas tantratas chitram desha kalatha vastataha sarvam garodhi nishitram anusankirtanam tava. It's a very important verse about the holy name. I'll read the translation. There may be discrepancies in pronouncing the mantras and observing the regulatory principles. And moreover, there may be discrepancies in regard to time, place, person and paraphernalia. But when your Lordship's holy name is chanted, everything becomes faultless. So let's glorify Shikrajari also for this verse. Okay, in this past time we had to, we cannot just criticize Shikrajari. We had to give credit to Shikrajari to pres- for presenting such a wonderful verse. So everything can be faulty. Pronunciation, place, time, circumstances, but if holy name is chanted, then everything is perfect. So that Srila Prabhupada did that by installing Krishna Balram in Vrindavan. Prabhupada said, we are having all this pujaris, caste pujaris from Vrindavan for the installation ceremony for Prana Pradishta to show the world. Otherwise, Locals will not consider this as a real temple because the Westerners are doing some puja. It's not a proper temple. So he invited all the caste Brahmins local. Oh, you can come and you can do the installation. So they did the installation. And what Prabhupada's disciples do? Prabhupada them do a kirtan. Big kirtan. And Prabhupada said, this kirtan, this is the real installation ceremony. So that's why for any sacrifices, we need chanting of holy names of Krishna. So there's an initiation ceremony that has to be chanting of holy names of Krishna. If there is some yajna happening, there has to be holy names of Krishna. So it is, it is the perfect way to purify the situation. And then everything becomes faultless. So this is a wonderful meditation for our chanting. So we can meditate on this verse. And we can see we have such a great opportunity to chant Krishna's names. And the process in itself is completely faultless.
Okay, so I stop here and see if there any questions or comments. This is, uh, this we had to consider carefully. The reason is, we had to understand that he is born in an Asura family, right? He is the son of Virajana. But he is the grandson of Prahlad Maharaj. So he was puffed up and he got won by Prahlad Maharaj. He was puffed up. He wanted to get the kingdom. Indeed, we can understand that he is a devotee. He is a devotee. Because otherwise, how can one surrender completely to the Supreme Lord? So, he is a devotee. Then, if you ask me the question, when he tried to usurp the kingdom of uh, Indra, was he acting on a pure devotional platform? The immediate answer can be no. <laughs> the immediate answer can be no. But at the same time, we had to recognize the fact that he is in a de demon's family and he is acting as a demon externally. Just like Vritrasara. Vritrasara is considered a pure devotee, but he was killing the <laughs> demigod. So, we cannot criticize Bali Maharaj. So, he was, he, was, you know, he was full of fault before. We cannot see him that way. So, we had to respect Bali Maharaj for his pure devotional service. That's what I can see. Any other points that we can add on? Because he, you know, the, yeah. So then, uh, in the list of Mahajanas are given, is Bali... Of course, he's a Mahajan. Yes, so, when, then Bali enters that list after this pastime, <laughs> he's always a Mahajan. That's just to follow. No, his position as a Mahajan, it is coming from this incident. He, he demonstrated that quality only through this incident. Otherwise, we don't know. If you ask me what was in his heart, I don't know. What was in the heart of Bali, I don't know before. But he entered the list from this pastime because this is the greatest act of surrender because that's why he became the epitome of Atmanivedana. That is only by this, this particular pastime. But we had to understand the qualification was there. Otherwise, how can he surrender? How can he very clearly reject his spiritual master and come to the conclusion that, look, even if he's Vishnu, I will surrender unto him. Let him take everything still I surrendered him. Mm. So that quality was there in Bali. The other part is um, mm. in eighth canto it's very clearly explained how Amanadev is born and then he goes up grows up straight away and walks yeah. off straight away. That's right. And then and goes straight to the Yakya. And in this verse it's talking about how Bali Maharaj is talking about how Indra requested him to give it back, but Indra was actually not even on the scene because they were hiding. I mean, yeah. So, what what point did this happen? That Indra asked him. What is the desire of Indra? Indra is Indra is mother. They they all they all had the agenda ready. Okay. It's not that they asked when Mama they came immediately. They asked specifically, but all the demigods came and they gifted they gave gifts to the Lord. 
right? Varuna, you know, different demigods, they gifted different articles to the Lord. So you may not see that particular conversation, but the instruction of Prahaspati and the desire of Indra and all the past and unfolding was for one purpose. And which is fair in one sense. In the sense, if the Indra he has to rule the world, that is his duty. We had to see all the things. It is duty to rule the world. He is acting as a representative of the Lord. So we had to understand things from the context. Yes, so that's right. Yeah, exactly, Aditi wanted, yes. Is, is the function, as you said, the demigods. Exactly. So how they serve the Lord. So, yes, on one side you can see that the position of Indra. So, Indra and Aditi, they wanted to do that. Aditi couldn't tolerate as a mother, uh, her sons, you know, living incognito. <laughs> Heavens, now not nothing. So, she couldn't tolerate and he wanted that to happen. And she's also a great, you know, pure devotee, you see. So when we see the, such activities of pure devotees, we shouldn't be critical. We shouldn't be critical of Bali Maharaj. We shouldn't be completely critical of Indra or Aditi. We had to see in a very balanced fashion. So when we see such kind of points, yes, Bali Maharaj is criti criticizing Indra, which is true. So that we had to accept the lesson from them, but we shouldn't be critical of Indra now onwards. Indra has done so many offenses. So I can't disregard Indra, I can't just make jokes about it. So it doesn't really work like that. Same with Bali Maharaj also. Bali Maharaj is a great personality. You don't forget that uh, the next Indra will be Bali Maharaj. Exactly, the next Indra is going to be Bali Maharaj. So here, we are, so the Lord mentioned the special mercy. Bali Maharaj is a special personality. I read that translation, you remember? That if somebody becomes puffed up, then you can say here millions of people are puffed up. Is the Lord coming and taking everything? No. So, Bali Maharaj is a great personality even from before. Otherwise, how can he be the grandson of Pralad Maharaj? And Pralad is seeing such a pure devotee in such a close proximity in all the time and getting instructed and getting chastised is a big thing. So, Bali Maharaj is a great personality, but he showed his surrender when the right opportunity came. And this opportunity was arranged by the Supreme Lord, by his mercy. Then he just acted as a devotee completely. Then he didn't go and fight. Okay, you want it? Okay, just go there. like that. In the commentaries of the Vananda Chagravati, Tatra said that Vani Maharaj is a Kripa Siddha. It's a Kripa Siddha. His position is the Kripa Siddha because Pralad Maharaj, the Lord itself. Yes. And as you also mentioned, internally, as a devotee, he was a devotee. Yes. And he was performing his function as a leader of the demons. Demons, demons yeah. Yes, that's right. Like Vritrasara. The classic parallel we can see Vritrasara. It is more gross we can see. You know, just going to the demons and killing everyone. You know, it's a similar thing. And, you know, telling Indra, you kill me. You know, you can see the pure devotion service in that. You know, he wants to poke Indra and do something so that Indra can kill him. So, such a... Uh, and exalted devotees. So we cannot judge devotees by their externals, especially if they are exalted devotees. Very difficult to tell. Even normal devotees also, uh, we shouldn't completely judge devotees by the external things. We had to correct. If you are a person, we had to correct. If somebody is acting uh, in a very foolish way, we had to tell them, you know, better don't do it. So that is the. But at the same time, we cannot judge. Okay. Thank you very much. Grandhashima Bhagavatam Kija Shilapada Kija Tai Gora Pramande Hari Shri 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 Shri